Welcome friends, I am so grateful you are joining us today for Homespun, where we discover the, all the magic that comes from refocusing our lives around the home. I'm your host Catherine Garland, a wife, a mama, and a lover of all things homemaking, who is passionate about creating a dream life of safety and joy for my four incredible children. I cannot wait to share today's conversation with you. Let's get into it. Hi Wendy, thanks so much for joining me on Homespun today. Uh, Thank you for having me. Everyone, today we are going to be talking to Wendy Bergen. I should have asked you, is that how you say your last name, Bergen? Bergen. Bergen. Okay, I really should have asked you first. My apologies. Okay, all is well. Wendy is your average wife and mama. She's a homeschooler and the founder of Joyfully Prepared and the host of the Joyfully Prepared podcast, where she teaches busy mom skills like gardening, food preservation, natural remedies, and more so they can take care of themselves and their families while saving money because we all need and want that in our lives. Let's be honest. (laughs) Today, we're going to be focusing on a little bit of everything. So Wendy, I would love it if you would talk to us about all the ways you brought home back to the forefront of your life. And uh, maybe we can start there with the mom's role in bringing, bringing everything back home. That's a really great question. And thank you so much for allowing me to be a guest on your podcast. I appreciate it very much. You're doing a great thing. You're doing good stuff. Mothers are so important. And I appreciate that you're highlighting home and motherhood and all these good things. So thank you very much. So what does home mean to me? Is that what you're, Uh, no, that wasn't it. No, it was the mom's role in bringing life back to the home. Yes. So I have a wonderful mother, first and foremost. She's not perfect, but she's perfect for me. And um, she is saintly. She is a witty sense of humor. She's a hardworking woman. And she has been the very best example I could ask for in a mother. And I try to be like her. Sadly, she is so wonderful. I cannot be like her. So I have to be oh. like me. <laughs> I have to be like reason. me. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So she's the perfect mother for me. And I'm the perfect mother for my children. Yes. They might disagree with that right now in their lives. And I did the same thing when I was their age. Yeah. My children are teenagers and young adults at this point. I have seven children. Seven. Yeah. And so... Mm-hmm. um. As far as motherhood is concerned, the biggest thing I have learned recently, just this summer, and I want your listeners to hear me, especially those of you who are younger, um, I'm 55. I don't care if people know what my age is. Just a number. Just a number. It doesn't matter. I've lived a little (laughs) bit longer than you. That's it. But this is what I learned. My motherhood, no, my worth is not attached to my motherhood. Okay. Elaborate on that, if you will. Yes. So when often as mothers, we give absolutely everything to our children, everything. We, we, those of us who gave physical birth to our children, even those who have adopted children, it doesn't matter. Everything we have done, we do, we give it to them. And often we do to our detriment. Mm -hmm. And that is a true statement because we, 
we don't set up boundaries because these little people come into our lives, these little people that we made and they come into our lives and we just love them and they smell so yummy and they're <laughs> just good. And they just, our hearts just are full with this love and we'll do anything to make it that so that they're not in any pain. And in the process of doing that, this is the psychology of it. This is just according to me, but I do have some experience. You've done but it a few times. A few times <laughs> yeah. here and there. Um, what I've learned is that as these little children start to grow up, they start to think for themselves. And you're like, wait a minute. Now, just a minute. I want you to be a critical thinker and a hard worker. And I want you to make your own decisions, but please only do that outside of my house. Yes. We are so guilty of that. Aren't we? <laughs> you got to do like, you got to have some discerning thought, except please not in my house. Right? That is not allowed. Yeah. <laughs> please don't think for yourself. Just do what I tell you to do when you're These in the house. rules. We're doing the rules. <laughs> <laughs> And that's where the dissonance happens. That's yes. where the contention happens. That's where the pain happens. Mm -hmm. And as mothers, we're still giving and giving and giving. And these sweet little people that we love so much, they're starting to make their own decisions. And it's the, their decisions that we don't, we wouldn't have chosen. Like, no, 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 that's, that's a dumb decision because I already did that decision. So how not, how about not do that decision? So I'm not in pain and you're not in pain both. Right. Yes. And what happens is as we continue to um, mother our children, they get older and they, they have more freedoms. They have more independence and they make these decisions that are bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm -hmm. And we're just like, wow. And they feel our disapproving thoughts. And mm -hmm. so then they don't feel loved and the, and the pain just kind of starts. Yeah. Well, as mothers, we're like, well, I gave you all the things and I still give you all the things and I love you and I'll buy you some Oreos and I'll, you know, I'll do all these things for you, but they still go and make these decisions that are painful. Mm -hmm. And we tend to say things like I'm a bad mom. I didn't raise them right. What did I do wrong? And, and there's all variations on those themes, of course. Yeah. But our worth, our goodness, it has nothing to do with the decisions that our children are making mm -hmm. at all. And when we start to detach, I was actually, honestly, very openly talking to a therapist yesterday about some stuff that I'm struggling with, with one of with some of my kids and she said, you're windy and you just happened to be a mother. <laughs> right. Just separate it. Right. It's so true though. It's in that true. You're yeah. windy and you just happen to be a mom. Yes. My being windy that I, my worth, it comes from God. It doesn't come from whether my children chooses good or bad. It comes mm -hmm my worth has nothing to do with my children's choices. And I'm not a bad mom. If my ch child doesn't choose the way I would want them to choose. Mm -hmm. I'm, and I didn't do anything wrong. I did the best I could. Am I perfect? Absolutely not. I just did a podcast episode called perfection is a lie. Perfection. Yes, it, is. it is a lie. Yes, because you're perfect and my perfect, those are two different things. And if perfection is different for every person, then there's no such thing as perfect. 
Yes. Oh, I love that so much. That's so, so that to me, the most important thing a mother can do is to understand her own worth, step mm-hmm. into the worth, mm-hmm. live in it. And my, um, the three principles of self-reliance, which I teach is number one, you have to take care of yourself. Once you're taken care of, then you take care of your family and loved ones. And third, you take care of your community, but you have to be number one. There are times where things, emergencies, whatever happen, but your boundary about caring for yourself, that's the most important thing. It doesn't just have to be, I go to the spa, I get a pedicure, whatever, that kind of thing. It's more of setting up boundaries. It's more of doing the things you enjoy doing and a lot of creating, making sure that you're producing and creating out of the love that you have for developing your own talents and skills. So in a nutshell, if I may, your whole thing is that you have to take care of you so that you have what it takes to build a home, to build a life, to build your children up. Because if you don't take care of you, you can't build all those other magical, magical dreams you have for everyone. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah, you're exhausted. And we see mothers, they're, they're done. They're toasted, they're exhausted. And, and then we start to cope, right? And some of us cope with food, me, some (laughs) of us cope with binge watching TV, me, Hallmark movies, me. Um, (laughs) But we cope in different ways, whether it's alcohol, whether it's shopping, it could be a plethora of ways. I don't do those other ones, but the first two, yes. But why? Because we're in pain and we don't know how to express ourselves and the people that we love are disappointing us. And then we feel like a failure. And that's not really true. It's none of it's true. It's a lie that society tells us. Absolutely. Yeah. And seeing our kids in pain is just, it's I don't know. It destroys me when I know that they're upset and I can't fix it. You know, when they're little and they have a scraped knee and all you have to do is give them a kiss and a bandaid and then big kids come with bigger problems that take a lot more than a kiss and a bandaid. Oh my gosh. A lot of money. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. Lots of money. (laughs) Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. right. Yeah. So then how do you, how do you shift that over? Like how does, you know, how does your garden or how does you, you preserving your food, how does all of that kind of take care of your self-care and Mm -hmm. like, or is that completely unrelated to self-care? That's just, that is just what I do to take care of my, my home life and my family. Like, are they related at all? I think they're a hundred percent related. And, um, I, I like right now I was right before I got on was like, I had put some garbanzo beans to soak because Mm -hmm. I want to try to sprout them and I haven't done that yet. I'm I'm pretty sure I know, but they're like from the grocery store. So I don't know if I can or not. I may have to get special sprouting garbanzo beans. I know they don't think it's stuff from the grocery store. So you can't do these things with it. eh? Exactly. So we'll see. I'm not sure. Yeah. Good luck. Thank you. But, but that's my joy. These Mm -hmm. experiments in the kitchen experiments in the garden, trying something new, Um, Is there a faster way to do something? Is it an easier way to do something? Always trying to discover, think about how do I can this more effectively, you know, you know, I've got a lot of that kind of stuff figured out over the years, but I just moved to Florida and I don't know how to garden in Florida. So far, it's been a big fat fail. So um, I'm sure there's been some success there. Um. Yeah, no, there haven't really been, let's see, we did grow peanuts. So that worked out for us. That's so that's fun. kind of, 
that's kind of fun. Um, and we've got an elderberry patch going, so that's working. So that's good. We're Mm -hmm. learning still how to harvest and do all that stuff, but it's coming along. You know what I mean? And yeah, when you are kind of down in the dumps, because whatever a child made a decision or whatever, having that skill or that interest or talent or hobby to, to go into, it fills my heart. It makes me feel joyful and it makes me feel like I can do something like this is going to turn out okay. And the benefit to learning these skills, as far as I'm concerned, is that it not only benefits me, so it fills my bucket, but it ends up benefiting my family and my community over time. So do you involve your children in these projects with you? Like, is anyone helping you sprout the garbanzo beans? Do your children help with the gardening or is that that's your project? It's mostly mine. Um, My husband helps me a lot with certain things, but for the most part, it's my stuff there. I've had them, when we lived in New Jersey, the kids were in the garden a lot. They would help me get the garden ready for uh, springtime for planting. Um, But for the most part, this is my interest. They don't really have much interest. I, I mean, I will say this, my mom didn't really involve me in her because she canned everything as well. Mm -hmm. And she didn't really involve us much. And I picked it up just because I saw her doing it. Mm -hmm. And I've realized over the course of time that she probably just liked being by herself doing something (laughs) like that. (laughs) Oh, that's interesting. I'm the opposite. I want like, I want a friend with me. I want my children with me. Like, Mm beans this year was a whole family affair because I wanted I I got tired of breaking the tops off I was like come on guys get in here you know yeah yeah yeah. I'm the obvious and I I I find it more tedious to like I'm doing beets right now I find it more tedious to peel the beet skins if I have no one to talk to oh yeah yeah. that's good I'm glad you're doing that yeah that's really great I think I just really like being alone I I do and that's your reset time then that's your it is that's, that's your time yeah, like you're I would about. get up. I would get up super early in the morning when the peach harvest came in. Uh, New Jersey has amazing peaches, and I would get I don't know how many boxes boxes full, and it would take a while for the peaches to ripen. Then all of a sudden yep. they were kind of ripe, and I would get up at like five thirty, six o'clock in the morning just so I could be all by myself doing peaches. Oh, bless your heart, I loved it. <laughs> Peaches is my favorite thing to eat, but one of my least favorite things to can. <laughs> they're not fun. I would agree with you. They are not fun. But they're so delicious on a January <laughs> afternoon. Yes. Like, <laughs> Yes, they are. I agree with you. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Okay. So if I can just like shift gears a little bit then, mm-hmm. since I'm asking about your children, you, yeah. you've homeschooled. Have you always homeschooled since the get-go, all of them? Or did you have any time where you like... Yeah. Um, we've been homeschooling 16 years and, um, but my three oldest children went to school for a little time. So my oldest son, he is 24 right now. And he was in third grade when I pulled them out. And then my next daughter was in second grade. And then the next son was in kindergarten and they were only in that grade for about two weeks before I pulled them out. Right. So, and was, was it just you wanting them home, the, the motivation or was there, was there no. something else going on? No, God, heaven, God just, he just gets in there and tells me what to do. And so <laughs> I have to do it. <laughs> well, there you go. So God said, bring them home. He did. And it, it was this kind of um, unusual way I had been to all their back to school nights and my daughter, her second grade class, I went to her back to school night and I walked in the 
in the classroom. I just felt something wrong in the classroom. Mm -hmm. Like I could feel it. There was no evidence, but I could feel it. And the the long story short is I called a, a good friend of mine who was a school teacher, high school school teacher. And um, I said, you know, what's the deal with this, how they're doing such and such? And she goes, oh, it's this. And we're talking and she's explaining things to me. And I said, she said, now, if I could go back, she's a single mom. If I could go back, I would homeschool my kids. I'd figure out how to homeschool my kids, even as a single mom. I'm like, I don't know why you're saying that to me, because that's not on the table here. Mm. Like, I don't know why you would start telling me about homeschooling. And she, anyway, blah, blah, blah. We talked and we hung up. No big deal. But the way this whole thing went down that night just sat in my heart. So I called her again the next night and was talking to her about something else. And she goes, you know, if I was a thing, you know, I would go back and homeschool, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, why is she telling me about homeschooling? So I got off the phone, hung up the phone and looked at my husband. And I said, the kids were in bed. I said, I think I'm supposed to homeschool. And he said, okay. I said, wrong answer. <laughs> <laughs> wrong answer, sir. That is not the right answer. And I said, no, no, I'm not doing anything until we pray about this. And I prayed about it. And I, I received a strong witness that that was the right um, response. And so that was a Thursday night. I pulled them out on Monday. Okay. And so they, and 16 years later, so the, there you go. The other four have never been in school um weekend. my oldest two daughters are my stepdaughters and so okay. they went to a private school and then my okay. other two youngest daughters never went to school no okay mm -hmm. okay yeah. and how how do you feel like having them home has enhanced or maybe not enhanced in some days because I know some days right. it doesn't feel like an enhancement but the, right that's just reality but how has having them home enhanced your home life and your sense of family mm-hmm um, I love my kids. I mean, that's dumb that because everybody loves their kids. But I remember when I first started homeschooling and we would go, I field trips are my favorite thing. That's what I do the very best. Academics, not so great. Field trips, the best. And um, I remember they just became kind of my best friends. Uh, and I just loved being with them. They were crazy, kooky, destroyed all the things, but it was so fun to always have them with me and to hear their, their crazy conversations between each other or the weird things that they, we go grocery shopping. And one time I came around, the three oldest ones got ahead of me and I came around the corner and they had gone up the, 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 the aisle with all the um, plungers, toilet plungers, and they had stuck them all to the floor. Like it was like oh, an no. obstacle course. I was <laughs> like, Oh, okay. That, you know what we're doing that's, today. That's, they're learning some kind of scientific something with the plunger. Sure, yeah. Yeah. And, but it's such a fun memory to me yeah. now that those memories. And so they really did become my best friends. Not, not in some, like I told them all my things, but just mm -hmm. they were my friends and I enjoyed mothering them and, and being, spending time with them and, and stuff like that. And, I'm, I'm thankful that I chose that God made that imperative to do this. And I, I've learned what homeschooling does that I feel public school does not do is number one, it teaches critical thinking skills. Number yes. two, it teaches work ethic. Mm -hmm. Number three, it teaches a child 
how to communicate. If if mm-hmm. if you're if you're I don't want to use the word socializing, but what I see in my kids is they can talk to a two-year-old and they can talk to a 20-year-old and they can talk to an 80-year-old. Mm-hmm. And they don't miss a beat. They can have that conversation. They know how to answer questions and ask questions. And to me, being able to communicate with anybody of any age is such a benefit to that child. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, that's something you can't teach. That's, that's Mm-mm. the whole life school. If you're, you're living life, you're, you're learning those skills. Correct. Yeah. yeah I agree with that. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, what would you say is the most important skill you have, or you have learned, or you would like to learn to, mm-hmm. to making home the focus of your life to kind of building home up? I'm just recently learning this and um, there's, I mean, and you, you're going to have phases where you're like, oh, I need to do that or whatever. But recently mm-hmm. I'm learning how to recognize my children for the good that they do mm-hmm. and tell them and, and explain to them why I see their progress and, and celebrating their progress. Because if, if they believe that their mother sees in them that they're progressing because we don't really realize that we're progressing. I'm reading a book I highly recommend called 10X is Easier Than 2X by Dr. Benjamin Hardy. Highly recommend this book. And in it, he talks about that we need to recognize our um, accomplishments and that individually we need to write them down. Like I did this, 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 and this, because the past in that way motivates us into the future. And we can say, oh, I did this and I did that. And I soaked those garbanzo beans and that, you know what I mean? And I, mm-hmm. I accomplished this stuff. And we don't do a really good job of that even as adults. And so starting with ourselves again, but now I'm going to take it to my kids and I'm going to say, you know what? I really appreciate that. You don't ever question me when I say, will you go do the dishes? I've never really ever said that, but um, (laughs) it would be really nice. Um, But they do other things. Honestly, they have a nice, you know, we, we sit and read our scriptures together at night. Nobody ever complains about it. Mm-hmm. And I said that to them last night, I'm really grateful that you girls are, you sit here and do this with us as a family tradition, mm-hmm. um, recognizing what they're doing. And I take that from the parable of the prodigal son and the son that stayed home, his feelings were so hurt because he never felt celebrated. He mm-hmm. never felt as though his dad loved him as much as the one that went away. He was Mm -hmm. home just working and doing right and being obedient. And he's like, but you never celebrated me. You didn't kill the fatted calf for me. I didn't never get no parties with my kid, my friends. Right. And I'm, I want to change to do more of that for my kids. So they know how much I appreciate them and that they belong to my family. I love that. I love that. Appreciating all the things, all the small things. Yes. So important. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Okay. Well, you know what, Wendy, I really enjoyed this conversation and I'm going to ask you one more question Okay. and then, and then I think we can wrap it up, but uh, I would like to ask you when I say the word home, what does mm-hmm. it bring to mind? What does that mean to you? Home means to me belonging. It means that you have a place where you can fall and that you can rest and that there are people there to attend to you, to love on you, to forgive you. Mm. Um, 
and you feel I made up this word you feel belonged like you mm-hmm. are appreciated you don't need your freedom you don't need to escape because you're with the people that know you the best that love you the most and want your ultimate success and happiness oh I love that so home is like a it's it's a state of mind more than yeah. anything I love yeah. that mm-hmm. that's amazing Okay. Well, thank you so much for being with me today. I really enjoyed this. And I would just love it if you would share with all of my listeners where they can find you and connect with you going forward. Sure. Thank you again so much for having me. I just truly appreciate it. You're you're so kind and gracious and you're doing a great job. (laughs) Thank you. That's so sweet. Yeah. Oh, well, so my website is joyfullyprepared.com. And I'll post, I'll send you all the links to put in your show notes. Yes, too. please do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I have a complimentary Facebook group called Joyfully Prepared. So anybody can come and join that. There's lots of like-minded people. We're talking about all sorts of stuff all the time. And on my um, my website, joyfullyprepared.com, you can find podcast episodes. I have um, some freebies on there for different things like food storage or herbal remedies. And then I also have um, a little store where I have courses and I have a membership, a paid membership where I have women that we gather monthly and have, you know, a cozy zoom meeting where we're talking about prepping and, um, and belonging and learning skills and, and developing our talents. Beautiful. That sounds wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing that and for being with me today. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us today for this conversation, my friends. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Join the Facebook community to stay inspired about home-centric living. Check out my tips on creating a home-focused life in the show notes. And if you have any questions for me or today's guest, submit them below and I will do my very best to get them answered. I want everyone to feel inspired to see the power of a strong and secure home life. So please share this episode with someone who came to mind during the conversation. I'll see you next Monday, my friends, because we never miss a Monday around here. Thank you.